love singing the Christmas carols. I love the lights. I love the decorations. I love the presents. I love being with family. I love the food that all comes with the holidays. But every year, I, I have to ask myself continually, is that what Christmas is all about? Is that it? Because and, and, I, I wonder sometimes as we look at what, what we've made Christmas to be, and even what culture has made Christmas to be, it, I, I start to question things. Is, is, question, is Christmas about getting or is it about giving? Is it about our problems that we face or is it about peace? Is Christmas about decorations or, or devotion to our King of Kings? And today we want to really spend some time looking at, is Christmas about stress? Or, or can we find stillness in the midst of all that's going on? We want to take these next few weeks together to, I hope, uh, rediscover the real heartbeat of this holiday. And, and, and I hope that together we can, we can reclaim Christmas. That is what our series is going to be on leading us up to Christmas Eve, is, is taking it back reclaiming it. You know, I, I've heard it said many times that stress is just part of the Christmas experience. It's just, it is what it is from, from kids' concerts and, and parties and shopping and decorating and finances and family, and now you pile on top of all of that a pandemic. This can be a stressful time of year, especially this year. And so I guess I guess the question that I'm wondering that I hope that we can all kind of wrestle with together this morning is, is, is there a way to find stillness in the midst of all this stress? Is there a way to find stillness in the midst of, of chaos? And to answer that question, I'd like to take us back to the very first Christmas, the Christmas where, where Jesus was born. And, and I'm sure that this is probably one of the most stressful times for Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph. And so I wonder if we could just think back for a moment, maybe put ourselves in their sandals for a second and imagine what it would have been like for them. And, and maybe as we prepare for the stress of the Christmas holiday coming upon us, we can learn a thing or two from, from Mary and Joseph and how they navigated the stress of what I would say was probably the most stressful Christmas of all Christmases. And so today we're, our service is going to look a little different. We're going to break it up into three parts. We're going to first look at Mary, and then I want to look at Joseph, and then we're going to look at them together as a couple. So let's first look at Mary's stressful situation that she was in, because her stressful situation began about nine months before Christmas even started. And, and so we look to Luke chapter 1 for this, and it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. And Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Well, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think about what the angel could mean. This says that, that Mary was confused and disturbed. Other translations of this say that, that Mary was greatly troubled. She was upset by this. She was stressing out. 
and I can imagine you would be too. And, and I'm sure that in this moment, Gabriel could sense her stress. And so he, he followed it up with this. He said in verse 30, don't be afraid, Mary. To which my first response is, when in the history of anyone telling you not to be afraid, has that ever made you stop being afraid? I don't know that that would have happened. And, and, and if the stress of Mary's situation couldn't have gotten any worse, he piles a little bit more on top. And he says this. He says, uh, excuse me. He says, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. You, you can hear almost the tension in Mary's voice. The, the stress that Mary could have been feeling here. I, I, it's overwhelming. It it's almost seems too much. It's too much to take in. And so the angel replies to her once again and says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High, he will overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Truly, imagine receiving this news. I don't care who you are or what time you live in. Hearing this would have been stressful. And, and did the angel really just say that my baby is going to be the Son of God? And, and, I, and then I'm thinking to myself, Apart from all of this, she had to have been worried and upset about what Joseph is going to think of this. I mean, how is he going to respond to all of this? He would be crazy if he would stay with her. You stack all these things on top of each other, all the things she was feeling. She had to have been thinking, you know what, I'm having a baby, even though I've never been with Joseph. My baby is going to be a king, and this king's going to reign forever. My baby is going to be the son of God. And then she's thinking, will my fiancé leave me? I, I mean, he would be crazy not to. Uh, and, and I could be punished for my unfaithfulness to him. I could be punished severely. Mary must have been thinking these words that all of us have probably thought at some time or another. She must have been thinking, it's too much. I can't do it. This is, this is too much. It's too heavy. I can't take any more. Have you said those words? Have you ever felt that? It's too much. Lord, I, I've prayed that. Lord, no more. No more. I can't, I can't take any more. It's too much. But somewhere in the midst of this, Mary found a, a stillness in her stress. And she accepted the call on her life. But I wonder how. How does she do it? How does she find stillness in the midst of this stress? How does she find stillness in the midst of craziness? That's what I want to know because I want that. How did she do it? I think I have the answer and it's found in Luke chapter 2. And it says this, that Mary kept all these things in her heart. As she thought about them often. I love the way the NIV translates this verse. And it says that she treasured up all of these things and she pondered them in her heart. 
she treasured them. You know, there are, there's power in this. There is, there is power in remembering. There's, there's power in a stillness that comes when we, when we think about who God is. There's a, there's a stillness that comes when we, when we, when we think about what God has done, what, what he will do. There's a stillness that comes when we spend time alone with him in his word. And when we take that time to treasure this, we tuck it in our heart. And then when we ponder it, we think of it often. There is power in that. There is stillness that comes from these things. You and I can possess stillness in the midst of stress. When we do what Mary did, and we treasure these things in our hearts and we think about them often. So I'm gonna encourage you just for a moment as you're sitting at your seat to take a moment as we listen to the words from this song and, and, and ponder all of these things, treasure them. Let's remember them together and be still. So Mary eventually finds stillness. I'm sure this didn't happen overnight. It took her some time, but she got there, and she wasn't alone. I wonder if we could take a moment to think about all the things that maybe Joseph was feeling, all the things that, that he was facing. And it says this in Matthew chapter 1 as it recounts the story of Joseph. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born, his mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. So here we see Joseph. He finds out about the pregnancy. Now, I don't know. We're not for sure. Maybe the rumors were spreading around town. Who knows? Maybe the rumor mill, he caught wind of this. She was pregnant. Or perhaps... Mary just came to Joseph and shared with him this. And shared with him, the angel had come to me and, and had spoken to me. And this is what the angel said. This is what's going to happen. Regardless of, of, of how he found out, how would you react if you were Joseph? I, I know how I would react. I would probably say, well, you're, you're what? Wait, wait a minute, you're, you're pregnant. How can that be? I mean... Joseph knew he had not been with Mary, so there's only one possible explanation here. My fiancée cheated on me. She's been unfaithful to me. And, 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 then, and then she tries to tell me that this is God's baby? I mean, you've got to be kidding. We, we, we have a wedding planned. Can you imagine that? You talk about a stressful situation... I, I mean, especially in this day and age, if, if Mary were to be pregnant outside of being married, this was punishable by death. She could be killed for doing this. And, and, and anyone would have not batted an eye if Joseph would have just simply disowned her. So I think Joseph does what I, I think I would have done in this moment. And he kind of just, he, he, he stops in this stressful moment. He goes, well, just, just everyone be quiet a minute. I have to think. 
I have, I have a decision to make here. And, and he goes on. It says in verse 19, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was righteous and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. Joseph hits the pause button on everything that's going on. And in, in the quietness of his own mind, he makes this decision, a decision to break the engagement with Mary quietly, to show Mary some grace in this moment. This truly shows what kind of a man Joseph was. He, he loved her. He, he loved her. He, he, he knew he had to leave her, but even in doing that, he wanted to make sure that he didn't hurt her any further than what she was already going to be hurt. And in the midst of this stressful situation, he makes this decision. And it goes on in verse 20. As he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now Joseph has a choice to make, a choice that many of us have to make. Because in, in his sleep, an angel spoke to him, and Joseph had a decision. His decision was, will I trust God when things don't make sense? Will I trust God with the things in my life that just don't seem to make sense? This is a powerful question. And when we are faced with, with stress, when we're faced with the unknown, when we're faced with, with even things we thought we had clarity on, but but. But now all of a sudden, somehow there's some confusion or questioning. Will I trust God with the things in my life right now that don't make sense? It was a question that, that Joseph was forced to answer. And it's a question that each one of us have to answer as well. Because part of discovering stillness in the midst of stress is trust. Will I trust God when things don't seem to make sense. Joseph found peace. Joseph found a stillness with this decision. Why? Because he trusted God. Mary found a stillness in remembering. Joseph found stillness in trusting. So as we prepare to listen again to the words of this song. I'm wondering, just at your seat, in the quietness of your own seat, would you just take a moment to answer this question? What is it in my life right now that I need to trust the Lord with? both Mary and Joseph, they're on their own individual paths of stillness. But, but what we see next in the story is the stress that they felt together as a couple. And, and this story is going to take us back to the book of Luke in chapter 2. It says, at the time the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, 
he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. He was now expecting a child. She was nine months pregnant by now. I, traveling is an interesting time for us as a family. I mean, I don't know about you, but traveling for us is, is one of the most stressful times. I mean, we love to travel, and we love to get to where we're going, but so often it's that journey from home to getting to where we're going that causes the most stress. And, 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 and I'm telling you that, that stress just traveling around the holidays is tough. Of course, you have your mom whose expectation is, is that you're going to be at her house on Christmas, but you have your spouse's family. His, their expectation is that you're going to be at their house on Christmas. And then you're, you're balancing that plus, plus all the friends that you want to spend time with. That, that Goodness, how in the world are you ever going to make it to their house? And then if you have kids and you have to pack stuff up and you have to take stuff with you, it, it can get crazy. I tell you, Trisha and I have a pretty good marriage, except for when we're traveling. Boy, if we're going to get into a fight, it's guaranteed to happen when we're traveling. Because traveling can be stressful. And here we have Joseph and we have Mary pregnant, nine months pregnant. And they're about to take off on a journey. A journey that actually would be about 90 miles long, which doesn't sound like a lot for us, but they didn't have a minivan to pile into. It, it was a journey where they would have to walk along the, the Jordan River, and then across the hills of Jerusalem before they could even get to Bethlehem. It's said that uh, a physically fit, healthy couple could have potentially walked about 20 miles a day. But with Mary being pregnant, there's no way. It's thought that maybe 10 miles a day is about all that they could have done. And I'm sure moms in this room, you can even feel the discomfort that Mary would have felt walking this journey 90 miles, a week long, over a week long road trip to get to Bethlehem. In fact, a professor of New Testament, he said, he said this about this. He said, we have no idea how difficult this trip was. It was a fairly grueling trip. You talk about, you talk about strenuous, you talk about stressful. And then they arrive in Bethlehem. <laughs> and it says that while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. They get to Bethlehem. I'm sure contractions by now are starting. And I can, I can almost feel as, as, as a man, Joseph, running around town trying to find a place for them. And door after door closes. No room, no room. We don't have a place for you. We don't have a place for you. Mary... The baby's coming, and, and Joseph has to find something and, until we know that he found a, a back room. Someone finally let them in, the place where they kept animals. The chaos of this scene, the smells, the sights, the sounds, not the ideal place, I would imagine, to have your firstborn child. And in the midst of this stillness, 
broke through. It says in the next verse, she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger. In the midst of chaos, stress, our Savior is born. There he was, wrapped up, laying in a manger. What a moment. What a moment this must have been. Emmanuel is here. God is with us. That's what Christmas is about. It's not about the stress. It's about the stillness. And it's the stillness that comes from being in the presence of our Savior. I don't know about you, but that is the moment that that I want to live in this Christmas. Remembering Emmanuel. God is with us. What if over these next weeks, we, all of us, collectively, we reclaim Christmas. We take it back. And instead of getting so engulfed in the stress of the season, what if we remember to embrace the stillness of the season? What if in all these weeks to come, we could encourage one another to, to be as Mary was and, and find stillness in, in remembering, remembering who God is, what he said in his word? What if we could encourage each other to find stillness as Joseph did? And he trusted God when life just, just didn't seem to make sense. Or what if we encouraged each other to find stillness in the arms of our Savior, Emmanuel? God is with us. I'm wondering as we close, if you would be willing to just stand with me and sing to our Savior, Emmanuel, this morning together. Would you stand? Lord, Psalm 46 says, be still still and know that I am God. Lord, help us this season, these next weeks ahead, to rest, to be still. Lord, to remember, to trust. Lord, we praise you, Emmanuel, God with us. Incredible. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, we have some greeters who are going to dismiss you row by row. You can have a seat. Uh, have a great rest of your day. See you next weekend.